aside from you interrupting me on the first turn of my Master of Magic game. <laughs> well, you are welcome. No. No. I decided to go go a little non-traditional this time, tried to try to make sure of death magic and sorcery. And, you know, it's been probably, I don't know, like 10 years since I've played that game for the uninitiated. It's basically civilization, but with magic. Most, um, it's just civilization with illusionary forces is the only thing I know about yeah, Master yeah, of Magic. Um, yeah, Death Magic seems pretty bad. Like, really, really bad. <laughs> there was a mistake made from the outset. You can't yeah, like, hey, I'm looking at the... I'm I'm looking at the spells it offers me, and I'm like, I don't want any of these. Death Magic seems all like terrible. it would be really good. That's like when uh when you're playing whatever desktop dungeon, um, and uh, you go with the guy, you worship the god that gives you life steal because you're like life steal, sweet. Oh yeah. It never works out that life steal is actually that awesome in that game. Well, first off, you have to spend like 20 minutes just to actually get up to life steal. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got to get so much favor to get it in the first place. And you have to sacrifice so much max HP yeah. along the way. And frankly, like, if you're playing a character that could benefit from any of his other devotions, which is basically just, like, all damage, uh, you don't need the lifesteal anyway because you're killing most everything in one hit anyway. Yeah. Uh, in that game, I've honestly never really bothered with uh, deities except for... I guess, like, the builder guy is pretty good, and there's the one that gives you basically crap, but there are no disadvantages. Well, yeah. The Glowing Guardian's like, pretty good. It gives sweet. you, like, maybe that... Is that the one that wants you to kill undead? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I guess I would do that on occasion. I, re I just remember the builder guy has, like, a really good final ability if you can stand getting well, up there. some ridiculous damage reduction. It's like yeah, it's like 25% damage yeah. reduction and all this other stuff. But yeah. you have to tolerate, like, oh, don't break any walls, which isn't too hard. But you can't kill golems, which you don't really unlock for a long time. But yeah. when you do, then you suddenly can't kill them. Well, that's why Earth Mother sucks, because there are snakes everywhere. Oh, and she's just terrible, like, I just kill yeah. kill snake, Earth Mother. Relax. It's she seems so deal. good because you can totally game the system. Because uh, she's got that thing that like converts blood. Well, it's every time you plants. kill, yeah, and for every plant you get some ridiculous, and you get like a ton of favor, so you can get up to her final ability really quick. But I never, I guess, after you do that, you could convert to a less crappy deity. But I never tried that, so I, never I don't know. Made if it the, to the point where like the I powers persist. Like, if I hadn't beaten the level by the time I, you know, uh, cashed in on my faith, <laughs> which is so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I wasn't going to beat that level. I don't know how you would get any more favor. Yeah, I mean, generally, by the time you have that much favor, you're pretty much done with the level anyway. And plus, it costs favor to convert. So you need, like, 100, when maybe 100 is all you would get in a level anyway. Yeah, and some of them are some of them are just nonsense. It's like the guy that if you don't kill everything in one hit, you lose favor. Oh yeah, like I, I'm jerk. sure there are some amazing ways to game that, but like I have no idea what to do. Yeah, well, that, I mean that's part of the difficulty of that. It's kind of 
having the patience to figure out how broken everything really is instead yeah. of feeling just well, totally put out by it. Well, that's the, the stuff with like the experience catapults like rolled my eyes back in my head. <laughs> they were like, no, no, no. Kill like one really strong guy first and you'll jump up like five levels. And I was like, what? Huh? I can only kill level one, guys. It's hard. Unless I'm the that freaking guy that gets health from transmuting blocks. Oh, yeah. I think his name may be the transmuter. He is so OP. Like, cause, <laughs> if, you look at the, if you look at the top scores in that game, they're all the transmuter. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Because you, you can heal without letting the monster heal, which is like a crazy power. So that means any monster that will not kill you in the first hit, you can beat. Yeah. Which is like, there's a lot of like level five or six monsters that aren't particularly strong, and you can just go to town on them. Dude. It's the same with that other guy. There's like a, maybe it's called the assassin, like the guy that poisons people. Mm -hmm. He's got a similar benefit, except that there's a lot of walls around, and I think it really works out in your favor. Not being not being healed by exploring, but getting healed by walls. I think you get a lot more health that way. Not to mention that it totally uh, skirts one of the biggest difficulties of playing Lost Labby or whatever it's desktop dungeon, not Lost Labby. God, Lost which Labby. is like talk about a brutal game. Finding finding guys in your level range. Oh yeah, like because because you don't have to save up the unexplored parts of the dungeons to heal, you can just go wherever you want. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good power. Uh but man, I can't wait to get into some some master of magic fun. Get me some heroes. Gonna explore some caves. That is gonna... like that is truly resurrecting the old school. Yeah, that's not it's even just because like I wanted to play disciples, so I got disciples three. For nostalgia's sake, it's no. like I wanted to play. I heard Disciples. that was bad, so I uh, so I played the game that came out five years before Disciples. Well, I don't know exactly how I got on this path, but me and Grotz have been playing Civ Four recently. Yes, so I it just popped into my head today. I was like, "Oh yeah, Master of Magic, that was pretty fun." And then I couldn't resist. It was like $6 on good old games. I was like, ah, I spent more than that on a sandwich. I'll just buy it. <laughs> oh, but no, I I sp- I'm spending more than that on a sandwich right now. <laughs> you're like, you're actually, you, you just, it's like, hey, now every time you play me uh, Master of Magic, you have to order a sandwich. The association yeah. is just too powerful. Oh man, speaking of Some games weird... we've already talked about, but are totally like uh, making me crazy. Have you seen these high res wallpapers from Minecraft? No. It's like they, I didn't realize such a thing existed. They took Minecraft and they just skinned it or like put some fade on it. It's basically the same thing where everything is a block, but it looks yeah. like a lot better. And that's my wallpaper right now, and it totally makes me want to play the game even harder. Does it look like like, if you had a set of NVIDIA 3D goggles, would you be, like, looking into the world of Minecraft on your desktop? Basically. You'd be like, hey, what's that What's that my computer icon doing there? <laughs> Trying to look at some blocks. <laughs> yeah. You're mentioning oh. that reminded me that the good old games uh, package for Master Magic came with high-res wallpapers. I just opened them. They're fucking garbage. 
<laughs> what did you first off for the wallpaper package and masters of magic they were probably i don't know i thought it'd like be cool photoshop one <laughs> if there was like a dude their MS like from the intro was like when that game was old out. man you seek the spell of mastery <laughs> your quest was, that should be the only wallpaper it your just be work that must stop you are too late <laughs> My work is complete. <laughs> oh, man. I love that digitized voice. Yeah, but these wallpapers are garbage. One looks like somebody crumpled up a paper bag and then, like, added some filters to it and then wrote Master Magic on top of it. Dude. And then the other one is an eyeball, like, Eon Flux. <laughs> like, the cover to the DVD. And, like, it just says Master Magic in the top corner. <laughs> they just... So they basically plagiarized, took a picture of a paper bag. They... They plagiarized a crumpled up paper bag. So well, I mean, it's, like, it's probably more than that. that. There's probably like paper bag. probably like a Photoshop filter <laughs> for a crumpled up paper bag that they just used and slapped it on there. Hmm. Here it says wallpaper copyright goodoldgames.com 2010. So there's like somebody on their Ooh. staff whose job it is to make wallpapers. <laughs> Well, yeah, you got to. He's the guy at Good Old Games who's doing that, though. They probably pay him like ten dollars an hour. Yeah, it's and like, all right, here's the leftovers from our lunch. <laughs> you sleep over it's an under Aeon the Flux desk DVD at night in a like crumpled up paper bag. It's like, <laughs> hmm. Wait a minute. Now Which I actually want to look at like. I can't tell. I want to look at other wallpaper packs and see if they're exactly the same uh but are we actually talking about that master magic yeah wallpapers (laughs) (laughs) no i don't know i we got we got claymore on the mind i guess maybe technically it's on my mind although i you know just constantly forget it because it's that kind of show i'm just like yeah claymore makes me like it's so unimpressive that it gives you the impression I was... It's like a, a faint memory of Berserk, except you're just watching a different show. It's like the whole time I'm watching Claymore, I'm just like, what was that show that was really good? <laughs> oh, yeah, Berserk. It's every what was that seconds. show that I was watching right now is more what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, yeah, Claymore, right, right. And then like five minutes later, I forget again. <laughs> How could you possibly forget? They say it every three seconds. Yeah. Unless they're saying like, but Claymores never Claymore. call themselves Claymores. A silver-eyed witch. When they she introduces herself at the end of the first the episode, I thought uh, I thought she said her name was Clay. And I was like, the Claymore's name is Claymore? <laughs> well, I guess that was meant to be. I yes, guess they're all like birth. clones. Yeah. I guess they... These, I don't know why they call them silver-eyed witches. I guess that's just because that's like a female incarnation of evil. And so that's yeah. why they're, they're witches. They don't really manifest magical powers. Yeah, they I don't mean, trust them. Yeah, they don't seem to really have like any powers at all. Except that, you know, they've got well, demon they blood have, coursing through yeah. them. That I mean, they do appear to be super fast and superhuman, which I guess might be magical. But in this case, it just seems more like they're just demons. I prefer to think of it as magical. Magical? Yeah. <laughs> That's my kind of magic. Uh, they kind of remind me, I guess maybe they're like the witches from Conan. You know, yeah. Because she, she sort of transformed into a demon. Tries to, so maybe yeah, and then gets thrown into a fireplace. 
Mm, yeah, they <laughs> what, should not run a, into any barbarians. That's what they what need a in great the show. <laughs> yeah, Conan. It's like the only thing that can kill a claymore is one sexy barbarian a su- who will then throw them into a fire. A Cimmerillion? What the hell are those guys called? Cimmerians. Cimmer- Conan, his race. Cimmerians. Yeah, they're Cimmerians. Cimmerillions. <laughs> the race of J.R.R. Tolkien books. Pretty good. Aragorn. Totally. Legolas. <laughs> <laughs> Except that Silmarillion was not good. So boring. Uh-oh. So boring. It's not you even You better as not say as... that loud. Somebody in this well, room might overhear you. I've said it to her face. She knows well my opinion of this. I was. I can't even... I can't make it through the Silmarillion, and I've read most of the Lexicanum on Warhammer 40K. <laughs> A game I have never played. That is worrisome. <laughs> Do you know how orcs reproduce? What? Do you know how orcs reproduce? Yeah, they're fungus. Ah, oh, man. You've learned all I can teach you. <laughs> Go out into the world. Well, that's not even the really appealing part of it. It's all the mythology around the chaos gods, man. That's the really addictive stuff because there's like links upon links to really cool sounding underlings of the chaos gods. Yeah. People are riding around on discs. Like, apparently everything in the warp was cool until humans started using it to transport themselves. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, because the Chaos Gods feed off of human emotion. So before humans entered the warp, it was just sort of this, you know, kind of, I guess like the Serengeti would be before you took all the lion's prey away, and then the lions started eating people. That's kind of the way the Chaos Gods work. Like, they were just sort of floating around in the reality beside our own. And then when the humans busted in with all of our effed up emotions and anger and lust, we, uh, we started to feed them on that. And it was like psychic junk food that turned them into uh, into what they have become. Wow. I had no idea. So everything was like really chill when like the Eldar were going through there? Well, no. The Eldar were actually created to fight whatever. This is going to go on for a while. <laughs> like <laughs> oh, I, I got all night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. The Eldar. <laughs> well, the, well, the Eldar were created uh, by the, you know, the older gods. Uh, to fight the Satan who had been, who had the, the Necrons in their thrall, and uh, yeah, so right. The, but whatever, that's a that's that a, is a story for another time. That's Conan. Those Satan didn't exist until like eight or nine years ago. Yeah, that's the weird part. When you read it, it's like, <laughs> wait, you guys, there, this was never mentioned in the Eldar mythology, but now that the Necrons are around, it's like, oh. Here's this yep. other ancient race that existed from the beginning of time. <laughs> That's because they invented the Eldars in like 1975. <laughs> and the the Necrons came out in like 2002. Yeah. The Tomb Worlds. Those it's guys cool, sound though. pretty cool. A little broken. Get up. When they die. Yeah, they're totally broken. That's like That's totally not- what I would say if I was fighting one in real life. I'm like, this is so broken. <laughs> and then they... Uh, stab you through the yeah, chest with like one the of their bladed gauss rifles. My life force to feed to their deathless gods. Oh, whatever, hacks. <laughs> Dude. OP. See, yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. So OP. <laughs> I'm canceling my account in this life. Can- canceling my life account. <laughs> oh, it's too late. I did that when I signed up for LOL. hi Booyah. Uh, by the yeah, by, so- whoever sent the email... 
this podcast has been around for five years. And it's like, he was like, hey, Dave, you need anybody to play LOL with? And I was like, yo, maybe you are, you were not a new convert because I recognize your name. You should probably know which of our voices is which, considering we say each other's names like five times an episode. <laughs> maybe we should start identifying ourselves. Or I should come up with like a funny voice. Yeah, well, you like already maybe have. Maybe I'll talk like this from now on. <laughs> I like Warhammer, but I don't like to play it. <laughs> I was one day. There were I always had dreams that I would play it, like with every other like role playing game supplement I ever read. <laughs> it's like one day I'm gonna know somebody wants to play these games, and all my encyclopedic knowledge is gonna be worth it. And then we did find somebody. We found Noah, and we joined a game with him and murdered two of their characters. <laughs> Got them poisoned to death by a snake. You were over. You were overzealous. We like. We didn't even know what we were doing. <laughs> it's just like the Tommy Boy speech in the restaurant, where he's like, he loves his little pet, and then he smashes up the roll. Yeah. that was you with the with the, uh, the Dungeons and Dragons character. We just was like, I love man. my rogue. Saving against Take poison is hard. Backstab some people. But there was a snake. No, it turned out they were okay, though. It wasn't a death poison. It was just a paralytic poison that made it look like you were dead. But then they yeah, got buried alive. So I figure same difference, but I guess not. <laughs> they brought him back. <laughs> but these were like oh. established characters in their universe. So we felt like really guilty about it. Especially no way, since... Those are the stakes in a game of D and D. It's high stakes. This was this is uh they play second edition. None of this like feats. If you're a fighter, all you get to do is attack people. You don't even get like the charge. <laughs> They're purists. Man, I recognize oh. that even in like the beginning of Dungeons and Dragons when I was reading like the simplest rule books. I was like, okay, so mages could like cast fireball, like magic missile, and all that crap. And fighters can swing the sword exactly one way. That doesn't seem like it's all that much fun. I guess the idea was the mage got to cast like three spells and then was worse to the fighter, then, so it sort of evened out. Yeah. Whatever. But who cares about D and D? Ah, I care about it more than I care about Claymore. That's the, probably true. The entire Claymore, Claymore organization. The entire Claymore organization. This show wouldn't be so bad if they didn't spend so much time creating totally sniveling human weaklings to follow the Claymores around. Yeah. And show their human side. Was because that? you never even established <laughs> that these things had an inhuman side. Yeah, I know. It's like in the first episode, I'm being told that Claymores are people too. Except that I'm totally new to this universe and I'm not invested in the idea that they're monsters. The first section or the first second of the show is uh, like exposition on why you shouldn't trust them. It's like maybe if you learn these things sort of naturally, it's generally considered better writing and then it will be more resonant when they learn to love or whatever. Or maybe... Just the main character in a show doesn't need to be inhuman, at least emotionally speaking. Like, I know it sounds crazy, 
I guess all these people are writing shows from their experiences where they can't relate to anybody. Mm-hmm. So the hero is also not allowed to relate to anybody. <laughs> yeah. You're a Japanese anime producer holed up in your room. Yeah. <laughs> this hot girl is just like me. Well, or maybe it's more like this is how girls are. Like that's really the commentary. They've never met yeah. an outgoing girl because emotionless. They can't talk to them. Yeah. They don't love me. Frigid. They're all hateful bitches. <laughs> so um, maybe this is really the story of somebody's coming to terms. Yeah, so we're going to learn that, like, when a girl leaves your camp in the middle of the night, maybe she's just taking a bathroom break. (laughs) That character, that, like, sidekick is maybe the most useless sidekick of all useless sidekicks. What are you talking about? At least he cooks. That's, I guess that's true. And uh, she is upright, or she's, she's honest about why she's bringing him along. It's like, so you cook? You're going to be my cook. It's like, how are you surviving? If you need a cook, then how are you surviving beforehand? I don't think she really needed to cook that badly, Dave. Yeah. She it was just for, Secretly, she As just wanted the company. I yeah. only need to eat two or three times a week. I don't eat that much. Uh, which is good, because it seems like the only prey we can capture are weird, like, gila monsters in the desert. <laughs> yeah. I can only catch things that can be slain with a sword. I carry no other equipment with me. Uh, I like, am I able to, bread. to throw the sword. <laughs> so, in essence, it is like an arrow. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's like an arrow, except it's enormous. Like, you can't hit a squirrel with that sword. You would hit the squirrel, and the squirrel would explode. Oh, yeah, that's what I figured. I figured she was, like, throwing it at a rabbit or something, and the rabbit would just be obliterated. <laughs> There's like, nothing left to eat. I guess she hits it in the hits the lizard in the neck, and it's like, oh, it's still good. And then they just, like, <laughs> cook the lizard whole? Like, there's a yeah. lot of parts of an animal you can't eat. Mostly the, yeah, you don't want to cook something's bowels. Yeah. Because what's in the bowels will rupture. Even like. And get everywhere. <laughs> I mean, even when they, like, when you get like a pig on a big old spit. Like. No, yeah, you've cleaned the guts out. It's yeah, not the whole the, pig. Take the insides out. Like, there was no evidence of that in this show. It's, and then they're just like chowing down on lizard legs as if they were like drumsticks. Mmm. Ah, oh, too bad I don't have tasty. my spices. It's like, what? You're the worst cook ever. <laughs> Maybe he's actually, really the best cook ever. We didn't see it, Dave. He's cooking something in the desert. That's true. That somebody like. <laughs> killed with a broadsword and just brought to him the sheer ability like, to hey. find firewood <laughs> yeah. to his credit Maybe that's his real skill this is back in the day when cook meant firebringer yeah. before they even like really considered anything about uh but yeah the rest of claymore is just stupid yeah there's I, yoma they're hiding in places i don't know they're hiding in people or yeah. sometimes mummies in cathedrals yeah it's like Dude, so the, I love that. There's a whole two-episode arc where they're in this holy city, and they got to find the Claymore. And Claymores are not she, allowed in. Yeah, Keep they've got to find the Yomas. Yeah, and she's not allowed in because she's a Claymore, so she has to take drugs to disguise it. But that dulls one of her greatest advantages, which is Claymores can sense the Yomas and know who's pretending to be one, which like doesn't even make any sense because halfway through these two episodes, so I guess the second episode... She just like comes out as a Claymore anyway, and there's not really any repercussions to it. 
Well, at that and point, it's so bad that she has the, you know, the the backing of the chief priest yeah. of the cathedral. And then she scans everybody, and she's like, none of these people are Claymore, or none of these people are Yomas. And, like, her sidekick couldn't come along, so he's just hanging out in the baptismal chamber, which is also inhabited by a mummy. Or, I mean, <laughs> yeah. maybe not a mummy. Like, it's a desiccated corpse. I don't know if that technically counts as a mummy if it's not wrapped in anything. No, I think that it is. A mummy is just a preserved body. So they, They're like the, <laughs> the mummies of Peru. I don't know if you have to be wrapped, but I've always said, you know, yeah. I think that when you discover a body like a high on a mountain that's been preserved, it's technically a mummy. Hmm. Yeah, so he's just, like, he's just leaning against the open sarcophagus of this mummy, talking about how creepy this room is, standing in the dark. <laughs> And that's when it's like, wait a minute, a Yoma can inhabit anything alive or dead. And then they have to, like, run over and stop him. But, of course, she's, like, totally jacked up because she uh, gets stabbed or whatever protecting these two human idiots who are with her. Yeah, I like those guys because the first time they encounter her, the city is under martial law because this Yoma's been going around at night and killing people. So their first interaction is they see her and throw, like, 50 daggers at her back. Uh, and then they say, if you choose to ignore the curfew, there will be consequences. <laughs> and I was like, like, daggers in the back? <laughs> That's like trying to Mirandize somebody in court. It's like, excuse me, Judge. Yeah, like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> just let me do it now. It's like, blam, 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 blam. Get off my property or I'll shoot. <laughs> I don't know. And then there's like that whole dialogue where she's talking about how she can like blend into society. And she's like, I can be anyone from a high class noble woman to a high class prostitute. <laughs> and the dude's like, a prostitute? Wah! And she's like, shall I show you? I'm not familiar with your human ways. I don't understand why this would be a social faux pas. Yeah, me banging a 12-year-old. Nice. It's every guy's dream. I'd hate it. Nice. Even when she's got like <laughs> 500 pointy demon stiletto finger marks through her body. and Yeah, she gets totally jacked, like saving those two idiots. <laughs> like She's like, okay, go away. There's nothing you can possibly do against this monster. So their response is, swing the sword at the monster, and it breaks. And then they they haven't left yet. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like at the point that your sword has been broken by the creature's hand, it's probably time to just call it a knife. Yeah, it's like, okay, maybe you're brave, and you can ignore the warning. But, like, after your sword breaks off to the hilt, you're like, oh, well, she was probably right then. Uh, good luck, because you're going to need yeah, like, it. The hierarchy of conflict, you know, in terms of, like, what martial equipment you have, it usually starts with failing to, you know, incapacitate your foe with your bare hands, and then you go to sword. You never want that to be, like, the opposite direction. <laughs> yeah, where, like, somebody like, has destroyed your sword, him? and it's like, all right, time for me to test out my grappling techniques. <laughs> all right. Good thing I've been training in Krav Maga. <laughs> Except this is a 12-foot-tall purple demon with extenso fingers. 
It is no more dangerous than a terrorist. Yeah, is. dude. I'm ready for it. Israeli special forces training techniques. Or like 13-year-olds armed with rocks. Yeah, that too. They're pretty scary. What happens when they throw that rock at you? You got nothing. I'm, I don't know. I'm fr- I hope my helmet protects me I, and my body armor. I'm freaking out, man. I'm defenseless. I better start shooting. That could have been a terrorist rock. That could have been IED. IER. Uh, Improvised explosive yeah, improv- rock. <laughs> it's an ITD or an ITR. Improvised thrown rock. It's not really improvised. Some would consider all thrown rock. rocks to be improvised. <laughs> uh, it's like if they discover the plans for the rocks, it's like, wait a second, they haven't been improvising at oh, all. Oh, no. This is, it's been worked They've out been this way. They've been manufacturing rocks this, out of these buildings. Or these rocks Shut out down of these all larger imports rocks. Gaza. That's why they won't, they won't let construction materials into Gaza. They keep on discovering rock molds filled with <laughs> cement. These people are dangerous. Why don't you listen to me? Look at this. This one safe house we busted. It's been churning out 10,000 rocks a week. <laughs> Good Lord. They could arm the whole strip with that many rocks. <laughs> Can you imagine? A million people each armed with a single rock. <laughs> Chaos. Anarchy. Why don't we just let them throw the rocks at our tank and then just, just not worry about mad? it because we're in a tank? No, no, seriously, watch. He like to test it out, throws the rock at a tank, it explodes. <laughs> My God. I think it'd be funnier if the rock just hit the tank and then fell like in a straight line down. Just be like, clang, and then just sort of held there for a second and then went, whoop. <laughs> You see what we're dealing with here? <laughs> Mr. President. Ah, uh, yes, Claymore. Yeah, Claymore. It's a it's a totally mediocre show. Yeah, it's show. not really bad. It's uh, just like, why would you ever watch this? Yeah, it's almost like... It really is like a totally kind of lame berserk. And I mean, granted, it does lack all of the uh, the shortfalls of berserk. Namely, like weird... Enormous nude succubuses floating in the sky. Uh, rape. Uh, yeah, that's those are pretty much the drawbacks of Berserk. Weird homoeroticism. Well, I, I guess that's sort of weird. I never really picked up on the homoeroticism. <laughs> when they're like splashing together clear. naked in a fountain. Well, yeah. <laughs> but it was always obvious that Guts was totally into whatever her name was. Yeah. Casca. Yeah, man, that's the one. I've only seen like six episodes of that show, so I'm picking up <laughs> on so much nuance. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I mean, they even have like the they have the symbols that look like the symbol from Berserk. <laughs> These sort of very simple line drawings that are supposed to represent the Claymore's name, right? Yeah. So they're always like, you know, the Claymore formerly known as Claire, yeah, and then she like shows you the symbol. We have numbers, but it's sort of. But instead of numbers, we also have these symbols, which are not numbers. Well, it's sort of the opposite, though, because uh, they like grow up and then they get a name <laughs> when they are when they're allowed to go out to their like solo duty. That's when they get a name. But the name is the symbol, because she wasn't supposed to say that her 
or she wasn't supposed to tell. They're not supposed to tell people what their real name is. I guess I didn't really pick up on that. Not too, it doesn't matter. I'm not, yeah, I'm not I too mean, worried not, about they, it. The two claymores that you're most familiar with in the show both break that rule almost immediately. Yeah. So it's like, who cares? And then one of them's killing humans. I don't even know why you'd have a rule against claymores killing humans. Well, I guess it depends on the human. Because there are a lot of jerky yeah. humans. And I don't even care that those guys were bandits. They were just annoying. He's like, look at my, my twirly sword. It's so twirly. You can't handle it. It's like, dude, like you've already seen her move faster than you can see. What is the twirly sword going to do? He's like, I'm still going to brag about it. When I get chopped in half. <laughs> Listen. Vertically. I've seen enough Fist of the North Star to know what happens to you guys. If you guys haven't, you might want to consider picking up a Hong Kong bootleg and spending a weekend. <laughs> you don't even have to watch all of this in the North Star to pick up on what's happening. It's like in three episodes, you've got the yeah. trope. And he's like looking at it and he's like, oh man, I'm screwed. I'm not even like 20 feet tall. Yeah. I'm not even going to make it till the oh, end of the man. episode. Oh, man. I played the Fist of the North Star demo, which was like, eh, whatever. It's Dynasty Warriors. I don't really care. Uh, but there was one hilarious part where you're playing as Ray and you're fighting the Fang Clan. So sort of like, I guess that's like a little after Shin dies. Um, yeah. And well, no. Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. The Fang that. Clan are really early on. Yeah, maybe in like the the 30s. Pretty pretty early in the show. Um, yeah. And they, like you, uh, one of their bosses comes out, and then a helpful tip comes on the screen that's just like some enemies are corpulent. You're gonna have like it, it essentially details the strategy can used on heart. It's like you're gonna have to beat them up for a little while before you can actually do damage to them because they're so fat. And that really struck a chord with me. I was I was laughing, but the rest of that game is like eh. I'm I'm not surprised by any of the content here. It is Dynasty Wars with the Fist of the North Star skin. And every time you use like the hundred hands of the Fist of the North Star or whatever, it pauses and you gotta listen to an English speaking dude try and say the Japanese name. And that is really lame because you can use it like three times in a row. <laughs> so that's pretty weak. <laughs> yeah. But that the fat guys weak. thing was pretty funny. You know what else is pretty weak? Claymore. You know, you want to know something that's totally weak? Apparently some guy is threatening to shut down Minecraft because he's not updating fast enough. What, like he's like, I'm going to hacksaw your systems? No, he's going to shut down the website by pointing a botnet at it. That's really stupid. It's like, hey, one guy that now has like well, how much two does guys. Minecraft cost? 13 bucks. Yeah. Uh, I think you got what you paid for, yeah. friend. Well, Move along. Well, it's not even like they didn't take it away. You can keep playing it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this game is like, it's probably, you could play it endlessly. You know, you can build to your heart's content. People have already like hacked the game so they can build the Starship Enterprise to scale using each block as essentially a pixel in that process. The and you're complaining because he's not releasing updates? I think the craziest thing I've seen is that some dude built a 16-bit processor. Which <laughs> means, like, conceivably yeah. you could have a game inside of Minecraft. Oh, yeah. That's that would crazy. be nuts. I, I, didn't, I didn't think that far ahead of it. 
Yeah, like just think about that. Like I, I don't know how it would work. I guess because it's not as if this the processor can like I don't know, create blocks or something. But it'd be pretty cool if you could get like a rudimentary game working inside the game, and then it's just <laughs> games all the way down. And then it's like, are we just inside a larger version of Minecraft? Some have posited we are. <laughs> Yeah, some have possibly are because they have an inverted appreciation of reality. <laughs> well, I just said some. I didn't make any any <laughs> statements to the veracity of their claims. Oh <laughs> man. So yeah, I don't even know what else really to say about Claymore. You can probably watch a couple it, episodes. It's on Netflix, it, but you're probably gonna want to stop watching. Yeah. it. Yeah, and then you're like, yeah, I'm kind of bored. I will say that uh, Funimation really has a coup going on, as far as I'm concerned, with all of the media. Uh, channels that its um, its content is available on because it's on Hulu, it's on Netflix, it's essentially everywhere as far as I I'm certainly concerned. appreciate the immediate availability of free anime. <laughs> it's pretty cool, even yeah. though most of the stuff I end up watching is garbage and for this podcast. Well, that's true, but there have been some things that I liked. Like I, I genuinely enjoyed Coyote Ragtime Show. Like, it wasn't awesome, but it was still good enough that I kept watching it for no other reason than to just finish watching yeah. it. I don't know. I can't think of anything recently I've seen. But Hulu's got an even better selection than Netflix. And uh, many of those look to be worth watching. It's true. We live in the age of abundance. You don't even have to pirate stuff anymore. Like, that's the really kind of the revelation yeah. for me. <laughs> you don't have to just not watch anime because you're unwilling to... Uh, to torrent it it's kind of nice really yeah, it's a nice feeling before we go let's go out on this tony says dear dave and joel as always you never cease to amaze and entertain though i might add a little something to your recent discussion involving bread bowls i recently went to the last week of the michigan renaissance fair and found that they were serving bread bowls filled with macaroni and cheese I'm unsure of the exact carb load intake in it as I didn't have one, but now I'm wondering if I did, would I be able to do a Hadouken? Probably. I think maybe after you woke up from your nap, you could be... (laughs) And, you know, buttoned up your pants and... (laughs) The only kind of Hadouken you'd be blasting is like into a toilet bowl. One one direction or the other. Uh, and he, he continues to say, also, my favorite soup is cheese potato soup that is served in, served in most steakhouses. I'm wondering if you guys know of, of a particular potato soup that stands above all others in excellence, much like Mazenkaiser stands before his opponents and blows them away with a shot of the fire blaster. If you go specifically potato soup, I don't know, the various chowders have potatoes in them. And those are my favorite kinds of soups. I like Irish potato soup, but it is very similar is. probably to a cheese potato soup. It's got like a cream sauce, lots of onion. Pretty delicious. I like pretty much all creamy soups, so I got no problem with cheese potato soup. But like New England corn chowder or New, Le- New England clam chowder, corn chowder, corn chowder with clams in it, no problems there. Any sort of like... Potato soups generally have bacon in them, which I don't have a problem with either. 
oh god, ooh. But I just googled potato soup, and one of the Google image searches is ham and potato soup, and that looks like barf. Oh, <laughs> here's a picture for Aaron brand Irish potato soup. Yeah, it just it does look like just like cheese and potato soup. I'm sure that there aren't really that many varieties of potato soup. <laughs> There's a picture for potato soup ingredients. It's potato, salt, and butter. <laughs> I hope there's like another picture. Parsley and potato soup. That looks gross. No thanks. Yeah. I don't know. I like clam chowder. That's a great soup that you can't really eat too often because if it's, if it's made right, it's... Oh, my Lord. There's a picture for a Jimmy Dean sausage pot. <laughs> What? Uh, it is a skillet just filled to the brim with potatoes and sausage and some sort of green thing. Not a lot, as is to be expected. All in like some super creamy sauce. And the caption says, bacon potato soup just got easier thanks to Jimmy. I feel like we just found a winner for best potato soup because that looks like <laughs> beef stroganoff that doesn't look like barf. <laughs> And beef stroganoff is pretty good. I like that's it, really, but well, that's it looks like the like only barf. yeah. That's the disadvantage of eating beef stroganoff. <laughs> it's just like you have to get over what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy that. It's a it's a pretty good meal, but it, you kind of wish like you it looked like you didn't throw it up to eat it again. Yeah, like chewing your own cud. Because if you have a really short memory, then you might think you did throw it up, <laughs> and then you'd waste some perfectly good beef stroganoff. Lord, hearty sausage and potato soup that sounds so good. Oh, the ingredients there are driving go. me crazy. Three-fourths of a cup Parmesan cheese? <laughs> That's a crazy <laughs> amount of cheese. There's only three potatoes in it. Wow, that is a lot of cheese. There, that's like Regardless. That means there's fully like about as third as much cheese as there is potatoes in that soup. Well, it depends on what kind of. I mean, the size of the potatoes. I mean, it says, in that equation. It says you medium. Can get enormous potatoes. I think of a medium potato as about a cup. I once bought a large potato in order to make a baked potato. It probably took. I think it ended up taking like two hours because <laughs> it was like the biggest potato ever. Did you keep checking it like every forty-five minutes? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, oh, it's got to be done now. I'm never making baked potatoes again. Oh man, or nothing. There is like a secret way to do it really quick. I think it involves a microwave. It is just the microwave. That's the secret. (laughs) Okay, so it's not that secret. Listen, my information (laughs) network is a little behind on the times. (laughs) Oh, Uh, that that was kind of a revelation to me though. When I was like, oh, you can just put yams into the microwave, and it's pretty much the same. You don't have to spend Except two it, hours cooking I feel, them. I think when you when you shoot stuff with microwaves, uh, it may kill some of the um, the flavor, flavor well, molecules, not even the flavor, but the nutrients. It actually breaks down some of the proteins, yeah, and vitamins that are contained in things. Because you know the way microwaves work, they uh, vibrate molecules super fast to produce heat, and that tends to uh, destroy things. Well, I think that it's probably similar to how you're. You're supposed to steam vegetables, not boil them, because oh, boiling yeah, that's them true. lets but a I, lot of the steaming takes so much longer. Yeah, but boiling, like uh, I guess, lets a lot of the nutrients escape into the water, and then you throw the water away, 
you've sort of just wasted the whole point of eating vegetables. <laughs> yeah. But we just steam uh, vegetables in the microwave. So maybe that's not good either. Who knows? I don't uh, really care. I'm pretty sure you're getting some of the nutrients. Yeah, it's better than zero. It's like, listen, we're not eating a crust of stale bread and all our teeth fall you know out I, before we're 17. When you're, when you're steaming those vegetables in the microwave, Dave, you know what you're not doing? Making a bread bowl full of macaroni cheese. <laughs> I'm actually just steaming parsley to put on the bread bowl full of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> How does that even make sense? The only thing that goes in a bread bowl is soup. And I think we can agree that while it shares certain characteristics, macaroni and cheese is definitively not a soup. <laughs> I think you, you could probably bang up a macaroni and cheese soup, but it would be your final meal. <laughs> I'll, I will say that one of my favorite soups ever um, is ravioli soup. But I used to, I had a roommate in college that would always make it. Go it was on. Shockingly delicious. Was it just like Chef Boyardee ravioli? No, it was like legit ravioli. Oh, so it was and real. You would put like a, a can of halved tomatoes in it uh-huh. and some kind of broth. It may have been chicken broth. I can't remember. And then you just boil that stuff together. That sounds plausible. Like ass soup. I mean, I like it when you get ravioli and it's like lobster ravioli, something like that. And it comes with like a really creamy sauce. So that might as well just be a soup. It's not very far removed. So I could see ways that you could... Get some ravioli in there, make it into a soup. I, I, I imagine if Graz wasn't obsessed with civilization right now, she'd be staring daggers into the back of my head, perverting her Italian heritage. She just said, what did you say? She doesn't know. I like Chef Boyardee. Uh, Beefaroni. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Whatever. You want to close it down? Let's shut it down. All right, let us clap. One, two, three. Hooray. Word up. Old man, you seek the spell of mastery. You have come to My work has already met. If that is the truth, then your work must stop. (laughs) 